Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hey, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. And hello, everyone. Welcome to the paddock. Today, we're really excited because we're going to be covering something new in Formula, and that is the Formula One Academy. I'm going to let the show explain what the Formula One Academy is, so let's just share who's on today. We have Hannah Ito, Rachel Leanne, and myself, Chelsea, and I'm going to pass it on to Hannah to start us off with their grand opening, which happened earlier this year. With the launch of F1 Academy in 2023, it was and is intended to be an all-female driver category, which aims to help develop young female drivers to progress to higher levels of competition, which could lead into F3, F2, F1, ultimately whatever major motorsport they choose. The grade consists of a total of 15 ladies spread across five teams. Those five teams are Campus Racing Team, MP Motorsports, Art Grand Prix, Rodin Carlin, and of course, Prema Racing Team. But we will talk further in depth about all those teams and drivers later. F1 Academy will give young female drivers the best chance to fulfill their dreams through a comprehensive program that supports their racing careers and gives them everything they need to move into F3 and hopefully into F2, then to the top tier of Formula One. The more opportunity there is, the better designed programs there is to provide another route for the drivers to succeed. Stefan Domicelli, the president and CEO of F1, recently stated, everyone should have the opportunity to follow their dreams and achieve their potential in Formula One once you're sure we are doing everything we can to create greater diversity and roots into this incredible sport. So what category does F1 Academy truly fall into? Well, it was created to give young female drivers access to more track time, racing, and testing, and really just to get a chance and get that support with technical, physical, and mental preparations. Now, this does include training, they work in simulators, they do experience and participate in weekend races, and many more. So in that sense, you can find it's pretty similar to what we see with the F1 teams. However, think of this category as a step below F3, but a step above karting. So they're now racing in real cars, similar to the F4 series once, which we'll talk a little more about in a bit. And its goal is to bring women drivers onto the Formula One track one day, something that's sadly missing since the Austria Grand Prix, which was in 1976. And the last driver was Leila Lombardi, and she was driving for the March team, which you will sadly not see on the circuit anymore. Yeah, and the other exciting part about this series is Susie Wolf. Susie Wolf was named the managing director of F1 Academy earlier this year, prior to the start of its inaugural season, which came as no surprise, really, especially to those that know who she is. She's a former Williams development driver, team principal of Venturi's Formula E team, and is spearheading initiatives like Dare to Be Different. She's an excellent choice, really, for the female feeder series, as she is a very outspoken advocate for getting women into motorsports, which is the whole idea behind Formula One Academy. Although enough about her for right now, we'll do a bigger and more in-depth episode about her down the line. Let's talk about the cars instead. This single-seater carbon fiber car 
is intended for young drivers all over the world and is equipped with the same FIA safety specifications for 2021. The actual name of the car is the Tatus T421 chassis. So in F1 Academy, cars are essentially the same as F4 cars in the other league. They have a seal halo like you'll see in F2, F3, and F1. The car is designed for aerodynamics to be optimized to facilitate overtaking and a wide range of suspension and setup possibilities. The front and rear wing are made out of carbon composite material, aka carbon fiber. Engine is a four-cylinder turbo with a max speed of 165 horsepower and a six-gear longitudinal gearbox, which means they can switch gears with the paddle on the steering wheel. LOL. Top speed is a uh, 240 kilometers per an hour. That is about 165 miles per an hour with an acceleration of 0 to 100 kilometers in 3.6 seconds and 0 to 200 kilometers in about 12.5 seconds. That's pretty impressive for an F4 car and their age being able to go that fast. While F1 cars are kind of a lot different to say it nicely, they're a lot bigger and faster. The current engine on an F1 car is a 1.6 liter V6 engine and turbochargers have been banned since 1989 and with the new fuel efficiency that is a plus and a benefit that causes air not to be traveling through the pipework of the car increasing engine efficiency. But we'll talk about the further specs of F1 in a tech episode later down the line. You will notice that turbochargers are in F4 cars, but are not in F1 cars. A lot of times it's because they don't make an engine per se small enough for a to fit the chassis of an F4 car versus in an F1 car, V6s are kind of the smallest you can go without going to like a V4. But V4s are nothing. The top speed of an F1 car is about 260 miles per hour, just FYI to clear the differences. There's also eight gears on the gearbox versus six in an F4 car, F1 Academy car, aka. A lot of times as you move up in the division series, the engine gets bigger and substantially bigger in the car chassis itself. Similar tire compounds, brakes, and steering wheel concept across all divisions as well. So rules and regulations, as Hannah mentioned earlier, it's a one make racing series consisting of 15 identical cars divided up into five teams with three drivers on each team. All the drivers must be women. They must be between the ages of 16 and 25 when entering their first race event of the season. They also must hold a grade B, C, or D international racing license. Now, for tire allocation, each driver gets three and a half sets of dry weather tires and two types of wet weather tires for each race. One of the sets of dry weather tires may be carried over from the previous test or event where it's applicable. For the weekend format, there are two free practice sessions that are 40 minutes long and two qualifying sessions that are 15 minutes long, and those will determine the starting grids for each race. There are actually three races each weekend, and they run as follows. Race one is 30 minutes long, plus one lap. Race two is 20 minutes long, plus one lap. And race three is the same as race one, so 30 minutes long, plus one lap. And a schedule for the weekend is released in the lead up to every round to determine the timings of each session and race. For the starting grids, this is 
where it can get a little confusing. Um, so bear with me here. The driver in pole position from the first qualifying session will start race one in P1, pole position. The driver in pole position from the second qualifying session will start race three in P1, pole position. But for the second race, the first eight finishers from the first qualifying session will start race two in reverse order. So P1 will start P8, P2, P7, P3, and P6, and so on, with the driver in P8 starting in pole position. As for the drivers P9 and under, they will remain in their positions for all three races. For the points attributions, the drivers in pole position for races one and three, based on the results from the qualifying session, will be awarded two points from those sessions. For races one and three, the points are awarded in the same way as they are for F1. So P1 gets 25 points, P2 18, P3 gets 15 points, P4 12, P5 10, P6 gets eight points, P7 six points, P8 four, P9 two, and P10 gets one point. P11 and under do not get any points. Race two is a little bit different with the top eight drivers receiving 10, eight, six, five, four, three, two, and one point respectively. So also like in F1, one point will be awarded to the driver who achieves the fastest lap, but only if that driver finishes within the top 10 positions. If the driver who achieves the fastest lap finishes outside of the top 10, they receive no points. And this is also the case if the leader of the race has completed less than 50% of the race distance. So now let's talk a little bit more about the teams and their drivers. Yes. So like I mentioned in the beginning, the teams are Art Grand Prix, Campos Racing, Rodin Carlin, MP Motorsports, and Prema Racing, fielding three cars each to comprise the 15-car grid. Each team has been previously established teams with a history in junior racing, including F2, F3 Championships, slash Driver Academies. The first season will include seven events to help the drivers gain vital experience both in and out of the car to help achieve their full potential. F1 Academy is an important part of their plan to increase diversity and representation in the motorsport. Now let's talk more in depth on who the teams and drivers are and how they got started. So to kick it off with Compost Racing. Compost Racing is a Spanish racing team that was founded at the end of 1997 the beginning of 1998 by former Formula One driver Adrian Campos. He believed that there was a need to create a framework where new drivers would be able to develop their careers. And their drivers for the inaugural season of the F1 Academy are Nerea Marti, Maite Caceres, and Lola Lovenfoss. So... Nerea is 21 years old. She's from Spain. She started karting at the age of nine, but she didn't actually start competing until she was 13. She has competed in Spanish F4 and starting that in 2019, getting her first podium in her debut race, placing P2. She joined the W Series in 2021, and she actually placed fourth in the driver's standings, earning points in every race, which made her the best placed rookie that year. She also actually participated in the W Series eSports in 2020 during COVID, which was her first time competing in that modality, and she finished fourth. On her website, she says that driving is my way of life, and I come ready to put my foot down in every race. I love. 
Maite is 21 years old as well. She is from Uruguay, and she competed in the 2021 Uruguayan Formula 4 Championship, as well as USF4 and USF Juniors. She actually also competed with compost racing at the Formula Winter Series in Spain. And one thing that's really cool is in addition to racing, Maite is a chemical engineering student at the Chemical Institute of Saria. She says, I have been fighting for 12 years to compete in motorsports, and I am not planning on stopping anytime soon. As for Lola, she is 17, turning 18 in October. She's from France. She started out in carts in 2018, competing in the X30 junior class of the IAME Winter Cup. Over 2019 and 2020, she competed in the OK Junior category in the World and European Championships and the WSK Champion Cup. In 2019, she also competed in the WSK Euro Series, and in 2020, she competed in the WSK Super Master Series. Stepping up into single-seaters, competing in the Spanish Formula 4 in 2021 and 2022. After it was announced that she would be joining Compost Racing, she's quoted as saying, I will do my best to put the colors of Compost Racing at the top. I'm sure we will achieve great things together. We are more ready than ever for this season. Next, we have one of the more recent top teams in the motorsport world, and that is MP Motorsport. They are a Dutch racing team and they host three drivers named Amna, Hamda, and Emily. Now this team really focuses on talent and development and just building up their driver's skill and confidence on the track. Now Amna and Hamda Al-Kabisi are the first siblings to join the F1 Academy, they are sisters. And Amna, currently 23 years old, made her single-seater debut back in 2018 in Italian F4. She drove there for a couple seasons under the Prema Power team and finished 12th in the championship. Right now, you'll see Hamda in second position for the F1 Academy standing, so she's doing pretty great on the track in my opinion. And she was also the first Emma Reddy and female racer to compete in the Formula 4 UAE Championship the following year in 2019. Now, Hamda, her sister, is 20 years old, so a little younger, and she also drove for the Prema Power Team during the Formula Regional European Championship last year in 2022, and stated, I'm excited to represent MP Motorsport in this series, and I'm aware of the team's amazing past, so I can't wait to continue with them and grow. Just a quick side note, us TikTok ladies love Hamda. As she likes and comments on all of our stuff when we go on her page. And she's also liked one of our viral TikToks that Charles said, like, motorsports for women. And she actually commented and she was like, yes. So love that. And go you. I love when we get interactions. But the last driver we have from that roster is from the Netherlands. And her name is Emily the Hughes. She's currently 20 years old, like her teammate and is actually pretty familiar with the team because she made her single-seater debut with them back in Spanish Formula 4 in 2021. She says the team is basically like a second home for her, so I think that's really sweet, and I love that because the principal, Sander Dorsman, they're really excited to have all these women on his team, and I love a team that really develops and grows with their drivers. Yeah, and then we have RGP. French team undergrad. They've been around for quite a bit. 
in other series such as F2, F3, GT World Challenge, European Endurance Racing, etc. since the early 90s. Under the current name RGP, they've been driving since 2005. This rename and rebrand was actually the brainchild of Frederick Verser, current team principal at Ferrari, and Nicolas Todd, son of former Ferrari team principal Jean Todd. So you know they're good. They are known to attract top talents such as current F1 drivers George Russell, Alex Albon, Charles Leclerc drove for them, and current F2 drivers include Theo Porcher and Victor Martins. So when it was announced that they would be participating in F1 Academy, there was a lot of excitement as a historic and proven team supporting a female-only series could only mean good things. As for the drivers they chose for this first season, we have Chloe Grant from the UK. And even though it's her first year competing internationally, she does already bring a lot to the table. She began karting at the age of seven as part of the East of Scotland Karting Club. Her first championship came in 2017 at the ESKC Junior Championship, but it didn't stop there. In 2020, at the age of 14, she became the youngest person to ever acquire a Motorsports UK Junior Racing driver license in Scotland, which then allowed her to compete in and win the TKRC and BWRDC Kart Sports Championships. All this was before she switched to car racing in 2021, where she competed in both Scotland and England. The second driver in the RGP lineup is Lena Buhler. The Swiss native first raced in BMX before deciding on karting in 2016. A mere four years later, she made her single-seater debut in the Spanish Formula 4 championship and what a debut it was, claiming six top 10 finishes that year. This caught the attention of Alpine, whom she raced for in 2021 as well as 2022 though 2022 was a shortened season for her. Last but definitely not least, RGP has German Carrie Schreiner as part of their lineup. She started her single-seater journey in 2016 in F4 before becoming an endurance racer as well as a GT racer, where she was very successful finishing second in the Lamborghini Super Trefio Middle East Pro Class in 2017, 2018 saw her claim another title at the Lamborghini Super Trefio. 2020 saw her podium at the Nuremberg Ring, where the following year she would win the SP8 class. All these achievements make her return to single-seater racing even more exciting. So my personal favorite team on the grid this year is Rodin Carlin. Um, the team originally was founded in 1999, named the Carlin Racing Team, where they have a reputation for being a force in junior motorsports. They race in programs such as F4, F3, and F2, Indy Lights, which is the junior team, a sponsor for IndyCar and Le Mans and many more. They actually have a good repertoire with many F1 drivers currently on the grid coming from there, such as Lando Norris, Kevin Magnuson, and Carlos Sainz. They rebranded the name though officially to Roden Carlin following a merger with an investment company where they now are the majority stakeholders running the team in 2023. 
The current team is Jessica, Abby, and Megan. So Jessica Edgar is currently 18 years old, recently had her birthday, so happy birthday, and raised in the UK based out of Innerdale in Kinside City. She started karting at the age of five, where she comes from a very extensive karting background with being the 10th member of her family to get involved competitively in racing. She got involved with her first karting competition in 2010 at the Bambino Kart Race at the age of five. She won her first championship in 2018, getting fourth overall in the Mini X30, got first in the Super 1 and Super 1 RD1 series as well. In 2019, Motorsport UK Kartmasters Grand Prix and the X30 Mini category, where she finished fourth in the British Kart Championship that same year. So pretty impressive for being so young. In both 2021 and 2022, she made the list for the FIA's Girls on the Track Rising Star Program and competed in the GP4 series in 2022, which was her first single-seater debut series ahead of entering F1 Academy. And actually, she was the first driver to sign with F1 Academy and is currently fifth overall in the seven-round race series and is currently driving under the number 11 on the grid. Abby Pulling is currently 20 years old, born and raised in Gosperton, United Kingdom. She started her karting career in 2012 at nine years old, winning the 2012 and 2013 Winter Series at the Trent Valley Kart Club. In 2013, she started racing all over the country versus local, where she broke the lame cadet lap record at fullback and briefly held the record lap at Roja track along with many more very impressive, very fast. I can talk a long time about how impressive her wins throughout the year was, but in 2020, she moved to the British F4 team where she took podiums throughout the season, landing in P6 in the Drivers' Championship overall. Following three podiums after she competed in the Maiden season, which is part of the W Series, and finished the 2021 season in seventh, climbing to fourth place the following season in 2022. She also won seventh again in the W Series, which means her single-seater debut was in 2020. She is a part of the Alpine Driver Academy for the second season and currently races under number 11 on the grid. Lastly, we have Megan Gilks. She is currently 22 years old, born and raised in Richmond Hill, Canada. So other side of the pond. She is the third generation racer in her family, began karting at the age of nine, and bar- take a brief break from karting following a crash at the world finals where she broke her wrist. Um, she ended up returning and won the Ottawa Challenge Karting Cup in her home country in Canada and finished runner-up in the 2017 Easter Canadian Karting Championship along with being an ambassador for Dare to be Different, focusing the push out of the normal in motorsporting with women, aka something Susie Wolf is also involved in. Gilks made her debut to single-seaters in 2017 in the Canadian F1 200 Championship Series, finishing third overall and finished runner-up in the Sports Car Club of America Southeast Majors Championship in 2019. 
She applied for the W Series and European-based F3 Championship based solely on women. She was selected out of 18 drivers where she won the non-championship reverse grid race at TT Circuit Assassin and became the youngest W Series winner and first North American female driver to win an F3 race in Europe. She did return and compete in the Antaro F1 600 Championship in 2020 which is in Canada, where she was the runner-up overall in the series and GP4 again in 2021. So she kind of bounced around with different series. Last year in 2022, she did race for the UK's GP4 championship, claiming two wins and furthermore podium finish on her way to the sixth. In the overall standings, she is a part of the Ashton Martin's F1 team as a trackside support engineer during her placement year at the university. So when she's on in school, not racing for F1 Academy, you can find her on the grid working with F1 team. With moving on to F1 Academy after an impeccable racing career, she is currently number 12 on the grid. Now on to our last team. And last, they're not least though, we have one of the most powerful teams on the circuit right now, and that is Prema Racing. So they can be found in almost every league for junior drivers, and that's ranging from like karting all the way up to FIA Formula 2. So when you need to remember who Prema is, like Ido said, think of Charles Leclerc. Think of Mick Schumacher. Because both of them won their F2 titles with the Prema team. Now, first on the team, moving up from karts, is Chloe Chong from Singapore, who is currently 21. And she started racing in karts back in 2013. So you may have also seen her in the Rotax Max Euro Trophy or the IAME Ladies Cup in France, which was in 2021. She did say in an interview with F1 that this will be my first year in cars and it's a dream come true to have been given the opportunity to make my debut with such a renowned team as Prema. Next, we have 22-year-old Marta Garcia from Spain. Now, not a stranger to the podium in her karting career, she's known for her driving in the W Series where she got multiple podiums and is super excited to work with the team that she believes is one of the best operations in motorsports. Marta is currently first in the F1 Academy standing, so, I mean, you can see podiums on her hand in hand so far. And last for this team, we have 18-year-old Filipino racer Bianca Bustamante. Now... She is making her name known on the circuit. She just recently won the Spanish Grand Prix, and she competed with Prema in the past during the Formula 4 UAE Championship, and she kind of created this really good relationship with the team. So the Prema Racing Team Principal, Renee Rosen, he's super excited to have Bianca on the team, especially after working with her and kind of being there in her growth. Now, sadly, Bianca is seventh in the standing right now. She's only halfway through in that. But I have really high hopes for her because with the next race coming up this weekend, I think I can see her getting podium again. And now to talk about some of the races and points. Like previously mentioned, they race seven times throughout the whole year with multiple testing formats throughout to get the women more comfortable behind the wheel slash learn. So far, they have raced in Spielberg, Valencia, and Barcelona. Round four, which is coming up this weekend, will be in Zandafort, while round five will be in Monza. That is the weekend of July 6th. 
and round six will be in Le Castellet. Fun fact, F1 does not race on this track anymore and will be held the weekend of July 28th. The final race, though, of the season will be held in my personal favorite track and we'll be attending the F1 race there that weekend in Coda in Austin, Texas, the week of October 19th. F1 Academy will have and is keeping the same point scoring system as F1 for races 1 and 3 with 25 points awarded to the winner and points being awarded from down to P10. The points are in descending order and will go as 25 to 18, 15, 12, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2, all the way to 1. The shorter race, which is race 2, you will see 10 points awarded to the race winner and points being awarded down to P8. Kind of like how we see it for sprints, where you will get 10 to 8 to 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So when you compare it to F1 versus F1 Academy, so on final race day, you'll have the same point system. But when you do like a sprint circuit on an F1 race day, they will have F1 Academy will have the same point system there. So it's similar, but different in a a little bit because F1 doesn't have three races. Well, F1 Academy does. And now on to where to watch F1 Academy. So sadly, if you have followed the F1 Academy all this season, you know that these races are not available to watch live yet. What they've ended up doing is they have a highlight program and basically they edit together all the things you would want to see if you were watching the race. Do I love it? Not really. But considering they are a new program and they're probably just not receiving a heavy investment like, you know, F1, I'm not surprised. They're probably testing viewership right now and then they'll finalize contracts for the live races. The videos are about 15 minutes long. And it does include some race footage and behind the scenes. So you get to see into the paddocks with the drivers and the teams. Another thing I don't really love though, the program isn't available until the Wednesday following the race weekend. They do release some shorter highlight videos on Mondays after the race, but I do really hope we get to see the races live next season. If you're listening and you're in the USA, you can watch those 15-minute programs on ESPN and ESPN+. They do have socials, mainly Twitter and Instagram, so you can keep up with live updates through tweets and posts and stories. I believe they even go live a couple times, but that's honestly the best way for me to keep up to date with what's happening during the races. So on June 8th, the F1 Academy announced their new global initiative, Discover Your Drive. There are four pillars to this initiative, youth engagement, talent identification, participation and progression, and community. And the initiative is aimed at increasing the female talent in the world of motorsport, both on and off the track. Uh, To achieve this, the initiative will offer girls and young women opportunities to take part in entry-level and professional programs promoting and enhancing female participation in the sport. The first of these to launch is the F1 Academy Discover Your Drive Karting UK. Uh, The program is operated by Motorsport UK, which is the governing body for four-wheeled motorsport and team sport karting, which has 35 karting venues across the UK. So according to the article released by the F1 Academy, around 45,000 girls visit team sport venues each year. However, only a small percentage actually progress to competition. 
Team Sport has about 2,275 cadets with the ages ranging from 8 to 12 in their racing academy. And out of all of those, only about 146 are girls. Of course, this only increases to the senior level as only 5% of Motorsport UK license holders are female. So the program will be rolled out at six venues across the UK for the remainder of 2023. And after completing the training, the participants will be supported through the qualifying stages of the Motorsport UK sanctioned British Indoor Karting Championships, which is the entry level for many British drivers. In order to do this, Motorsport UK's academy coaches and experts in sports science have created criteria which will enable the team sport karting instructors to identify promising girls ages 8 to 12. The girls who demonstrate the right mindset and talent will be offered development sessions with team sport. The sessions are aimed to nurture talent and provide them with the skills and techniques necessary to compete at the junior levels of indoor karting. Now this next part is really really cool and I'm going to directly quote the article because I don't want to leave anything out. So the article is quoted In 2024, F1 Academy will be a support event to Formula One, and F1 Discover Your Drive will also run activations around the world in the days leading up to the races. These events will engage local communities and invite girls aged 8 to 18 to attend a variety of workshops and activities to inspire them to consider a future in motorsport. I love that. I think that's so incredible, and it's really great that they are taking the initiative globally so soon. And I'm really, really excited to see what this initiative brings. No, I definitely agree. I was kind of worried at first that, you know, F1 Academy would only be around for one year and then, you know, it would kind of fade off. But it just seems to just getting started and just getting some momentum and really becoming a thing on top of what it already is for us women out there who love motorsports, but excited to see what else comes. And now we're going to go into our pre-outro. We're going to go ahead and do a team principal quote. This episode quote, I guess, isn't coming directly from a team principal, but the icon herself, managing director of F1 Academy, Susie Wolf. This is quoted where she says, ultimately, when you're out on the track, when your helmet is on, nobody can see the driver. Nobody can judge you on what you look like if you are male or female. That at the end of the day, all that matters is your performance. I personally love that because it doesn't define who you are, but just necessarily how good you are on the track. That it doesn't matter your your skin color, male, female, long hair, short hair, that it just matters on your skill. And so that is something that I think the motorsport is looking to define and get better at. I love it. Absolutely. And my Spice Girls loving heart is very happy for this huge girl power episode today. We really hope you also enjoyed the episode. Have you been keeping up with F1 Academy? We want to know who your favorite team is or your favorite driver. Just let us know on our socials at Paddock Girls Podcast on everything except Twitter, where you can talk to us on at Paddock Girls Pod. Thanks for joining us in the paddock. See you next time. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. See you, Craig. Craig. Bye, Craig. Get out of here. Later.